Hello and welcome to That Park Life Podcast. Welcome. I think we need to take a minute and um, really appreciate the 80s drum beats in our intro. I don't... We've never really taken some time to appreciate that, so. Yeah, you know. It's like, like, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Want everyone to go back and rewind and hear that. It was done on a machine, clearly, but, you know, whatever. Well, you know, it's 2020. It was time for real drums. Super good, super good. How are you this week? I'm doing well. I got to spend a little time in Epcot for the Festival of the Arts, or... Farts. Farts. It's happening, guys. We're going to say it a lot. Other people are saying it, and then I feel more validated in saying it, so... And it's a funny word, and Jen Drennan, I hope your kids laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll talk about that, and that's pretty much our, our the big topic of our conversation is because I think I think maybe the Festival of the Arts is a little underappreciated, if not yeah. maybe not well known. Yes, and there's a lot of things that I was not aware that they do because if I'm honest, we are the type of people like when we're at the parks and there's a festival going on, we're like, what, what rides can we do? And then go do something else. We're not big (laughs) on enjoying the festival, I guess, like just guilty as charged. So, I mean, there are some things that we'll walk by and be like, Oh, that's cool that they're doing that, but we're not going to stop and take time to participate. And so there's a lot of cool things that, um, in doing some research, I was like, Oh, okay. I'm going to actually look for these things and I want to do these things. Good. Yeah. There's, there's quite a bit to talk about. And I, um, I have. I didn't tell you this. I brought some jokes today because I'm just feeling. Oh, in, I'm feeling in a mood. We'll save them. We'll do them a little later. Okay. Yeah, but but also before that, I have to tell you my back scratcher story. Okay. So um, I work. I work in an office, and there's a lot of guys in our office, and so and by a lot, I mean it's literally like ten of them, and then just me. Um, and so my buddy Kyle was like, "Oh my gosh!" So for Christmas, my mom got us these things. He's like, "I don't know if you've ever seen these, but they're like." Um, it's a back scratcher and he's like and it's like this metal thing it's like this rod and you like pull it out so it's like shorter and you pull it and I was like and it has a metal hand at the and he was like yes and I was like oh of God. course I've seen them and I was like who gave that to you because I'm gonna need to talk to them about where they got it from he's like I don't know my mom got it from somewhere put it in her stockings <laughs> that's what it is it's basically a stocking stuffer the so yeah. like the store that I've seen them at the most was this Vermont country store in Vermont I know they sell them elsewhere, but like it was yeah. just our go-to thing because it's where they always were, and they also have some that were like bear claws because it's like nature up there. Yeah. Um, I want a Mickey. I love, I love that you did the bear claw just in to, the. You know, because this is a visual <laughs> podcast. I want people to it's see. It really is. It's visual for me. It's visual. It's so uh, your friend has good taste in. Well, I guess your friend's yeah. mom has good taste well, in. Back I mean, scratchers. but he was loving it. He's like, it's the cool, best thing ever, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna Gosh. hit her up. So. I have, there's been a piece of me that's felt like it's been missing <laughs> since the death of my now, back scratcher rip. If. Well, if we could find a Golden Girls back scratcher, that would oh be God. the did ultimate. You, did I? I posted what my mother-in-law got me for – I know it's just, uh, January, but I just now saw my mother-in-law for the first time since Christmas because they're here visiting yeah. this week. Did you see the Golden Girls Chia Pet that I got? Oh, yes. Out of control. Wait, which, remind me which character. Is it B? Rose. Is Rose. Okay. Yes. Um, so good. Oh, and, so good. and speaking of the girls, I brought in a couple of – I brought in a couple of sound clips today of some okay. things that just are maybe kind of random, but – um, mm-hmm. I'm planning a trip with some friends who are visiting, and we're going to do uh, hoop de doo coming up in July. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Colleen. And um, mm-hmm. so you, you can't book that online, or at least I can't. I have to go. Yeah. I have to call. So I was on um, I was on the phone trying to book it, and obviously they have their hold music, which is right. like Disney music. And yep. depending on time of day that you call, sometimes you're on hold for like. I mean, I was on hold. I actually gave up a few times. I was like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Oh gosh! But it was That's my it was my fault for calling it like on the way home from work 
or just after work. So it was, was like that, that just for the line for that, or was it Disney dining in general? It's in, in general. So it was a little, it was okay. a little much. Yeah. Um, so whatever, but they kept playing a clip of a song and it was driving me crazy. So I thought I would bring it in to drive everyone crazy. Um, let's, but, talk to, let's talk to about the whole, I think, uh, if you've gone to Disney multiple times, like you, mm-hmm. you know, the pain of the whole music, like, it, don't get me wrong, it's great music, but I don't understand how sometimes some of the songs will come in normal tone and then other times they come in and they're like 10 times louder. Yes. So then you got to turn your phone down and then another song comes on and you think that they're answering the phone. So you turn your volume up and then another song comes in and it's super loud and you're like, yes. And I had a Bluetooth device in because I have one for work. So I was like, okay, this yeah. way I, could, I was like cooking dinner so I could be hands free. So yeah. I'm just like blowing out my ear. I don't know if it was a music <laughs> video or a commercial for MTV or for speakers or something, but like a guy would be sitting in like a single chair in front of a TV and it'd be so loud that his hair would be like flapping in the yeah. wind. And eventually yeah. the chair he was sitting in would sl- was slowly, sl- slowly sliding across the floor away from the TV because the music was so loud. <laughs> that's what I felt like during the whole music. Yes. So yes. Um, we love the Carousel of Progress. Mm-hmm. Right, that's like a that's a fair thing that's to say so for great, both of us. Big beautiful tomorrow. Yes, so that's Isn't one that of the, that's okay. one of the songs they do in the whole music. But you tell, I'm gonna play a clip. You tell me. What you think I might find annoying when this Ooh, okay. song repeats itself every couple of minutes. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Well, you tell me, what do you think? <laughs> no, wait, watch this. Now watch this. Or listen to this. Can you hit that note? You're like, that's a little unnecessary. I could hit that note. Yeah, I want to hear it. <laughs> play it again? I have to hear it again. Okay, wait. She's exactly saying, but she's, yes. it's the words of the song. But like, oh well, it's my just gosh, it's so jarring to the rest of the song. Yes. You're like, where did it's, it's? It's almost like your annoying aunt comes in and is singing, and you're like, please stop. You're ruining the stop song. It. And you know that aunt is doing the thing where she's on the phone a little bit, so she's holding her phone up, but she's still stirring the pot of stuff. With her yeah, own. she's like, Chloe, Chloe, yes. <laughs> are you still there? It's the beginning part. Like, I for me, when I hear the beginning part, the clip, I'll play it again though. Just uh, what I'm picturing is just like a ghost flying around the room singing in the background. Right. This haunted mansion. You know why? Yeah, because it's because it's the um, the Viking lady in the end of the haunted mansion graveyard. <laughs> yes, it's, it's that. That's what it is. <laughs> They're just is repurposing it, it. I don't even know where she is. I don't know. She, is it a Viking? She's got um, like some kind of helmet on. Culturally stupid. I don't know if that's Viking mm-hmm. or not. So we listen. You have something to look forward to now. If you ever have to call to make a, uh, a resort <laughs> reservation, dining reservation, just the Disney the hotline, you have something to look forward to. And uh, you can be like, hey, can you? If you're gonna put me on hold, can you please play this song for me? Put, put me into the silent queue, please. I'd rather have nothing. I'd rather hear mm-hmm. myself breathe than yeah, that over and over much. again. Um, so this week or this weekend coming up is Super Bowl Sunday. By the way, yeah. this is not a commercial for it. I have no, I don't even know what teams are playing. But anyway, we so spent three million dollars on this commercial. <laughs> yes, could you imagine if we had a commercial on our? <laughs> it would just be me. Yeah, it would have to be one second we long. We had that. We had that much in like just expendable resources. Yeah, like just, that we would blow it on a Super Bowl. Yeah. We're like, we're gonna have our podcast is gonna have get Super ready, Bowl guys. Commercial. Forget about <laughs> uh, creating a recording studio where we could be a and little more professional. Yeah, it's and you can, with your back scratcher, and we're both saying festival, uh, and we're both saying farts, farts together and making fart noises. Yes. And the the Gosh, that is just TV gold right there. The back scratcher have his scotch tape together because it's broken. Um, we, could but anyway. lo- we could do local commercials <laughs> here in Florida. We'll, we'll be the local. Well, no, like it'll be local here and or local to where you are. <laughs> okay. Well, I was thinking maybe putting my face on a billboard somewhere. 
so as to uh, create more traffic accidents. Yeah. So okay. uh, this is the weekend coming up is the Super Bowl. And maybe you've heard the the phrase of either the MVP or whoever of the winning team. They're like, what are you going to do? You've just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do? And they're like, everybody knows what they have to I'm say. I'm going to Disney World. They say just like that. So I went and found the original time that that happened, mm-hmm. which wasn't, I'm going to say, not that long ago. I mean, the Disney parks have been around for a while. This is the first Disney World one. Um, Because maybe they said Disneyland before that. But this is going way back to 1987. And the player's name was Phil Simms. So this wound up being a commercial, but they used the clip from the Super Bowl in Mm -hmm. it. So it's kind of the tail end of the commercial here. Phil Simms, you've just won the Super Bowl. What are you doing next? I'm going to go to Disney World. Oh, my God. And he almost sounded excited about it. I want to know. I think we've... I feel like maybe we've talked about this before. Well, no. I also want to talk about... After that happened, did they have like a spike in ticket sales? I don't know. I don't. I, that's the one thing. Like, I don't think it's necessarily a spike. Maybe it's Look, like all a, you, all you kids in college. This would be a great thesis. Yes. A great Does thesis for you how do. effective is Super Bowl advertising, including yeah. but unlimited to the the three Disney second World. long Disney thing? <laughs> I mean, just saying. But is it is it worth your thirty million dollars for thirty seconds? Maybe. Well, even back then, I don't even know if it was how much they were paying, and and that's a little bit different because technically they're not they're not um, paying for us an advertisement spot. They got a player to say something with a live mic. Oh yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying like but in, in general, relation to yeah, like how effective are Super Bowl ads today? And in years past, these the winning Super Bowl teams, a handful of the players do come here. I mean, last mm-hmm. year, I remember, I, you know, because well, it's like a thing, right? Because they, they basically like, they're not paying get, to be here. Yeah. For one. Yeah. They're not paying to be they're here. Tom Brady. Tom, Brady. Tom Brady and the and other guy. I want to say yeah. his last name was Edelman. I don't know sports guys. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were both here because they, we have, you know, part of what I do for work and includes uh, my coworkers are all over, spread all over property yeah. and they sometimes see stuff and no one saw them, but there was a presence. There was a feeling a vibe. And one morning that Tom Brady was, you know, going around Toy Story Walking Land, around. going on stuff. So yeah, they definitely come here. Um, the last piece of sound I have for you for now is uh, I was a guest on a vlog. Shout out to Andre who listens okay. mm-hmm. uh, on, and I've mentioned him before, but his uh, Instagram handle. He's the alien popcorn bucket guy. If you want to yeah. associate one very specific thing okay. to his entire being, it's that the uh, the alien popcorn Which bucket. I do want guy. to talk about the. Um, I have a question about that after this clip okay. about popcorn. So I was uh, I had the honor and privilege of being a part of his vlog where at the time we were he was recording the holiday decorations around the resorts and I happened to be there with him for uh, Polynesian and Wilderness Lodge. And we were up at the Polynesian where they had a bunch of gingerbread houses that had all different types of designs made by cast members and whatnot. And one of them was Beauty and the Beast themed and we're talking about the Enchanted Rose. And I just happened to be wearing mm-hmm. – I'm setting up the clip because it's not going to make sense because it's visual. Yeah. But I happened to be wearing my, a Golden Girls shirt. If I could further talk too much about how I'm a fan. And and obviously one of the characters' names is Rose. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't see the Rose on the uh, gingerbread house, thus thus leading to this very brief conversation. So if you're wondering what exactly I, I did to contribute to the overall quality of Andre's vlogs over at Thrills and Magic on YouTube, this is just a little taste. Like there's an enchanted Rose? That's so unfair. If you want a real enchanted Rose, it's right here, you know from the girls and then wait for it wait for it if nothing else you got a nice zoom in on my nipple i think i was the first person to use the word nipple on his vlog so i'm glad he didn't cut that because i'm just you know what i'm just bringing in the low brow humor you're tv gold tv gold that could actually be our super bowl commercial right there (laughs) (laughs) there it is folks there it is and it's not even the joke podcast and the joke is it's not even a clip from our show (laughs) it's a clip from me being somewhere else 
so funny. <laughs> um, um, so it's not exactly a, a, a week full of news, but of course we got yeah. we got some nugs for you. News nuggets. Dip them in your sauce and put them in your mouth. What you got? Okay, the only thing that I have, because there's obviously the Festival of the Arts is going on, there's a lot of stuff, um, but they made this really cute like wristband not a wristband but it's like almost like a ponytail holder with okay. uh with a gift card attached to it oh the little so um like spring bracelet thing i know what you're yeah, talking about so yeah. it's like a little break well because it looks like what it's like that those spiral ponytail yes. holders that like everybody a key, almost like a keychain thing too yeah they don't look um they don't leave crinks like crimps in your hair i'm yep. actually wearing now but this is not a visual podcast um so Anyways, so it's uh, for the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Obviously, it has figment on it, and it's like a paintbrush with a light bulb because it's one little spark, and they have his feet prints all over the Epcot ball like to show that he's all over the world. So it's like this little round. Um, it's not like – I mean, it's probably – it's bigger than – I'm trying to think of like a size Smaller than thing. a coaster. Yeah, smaller than a coaster, but bigger than obviously like a, a half dollar or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you can – you can load it with as little as $15. It's like attached to a little wristband. And so you can wear that around and that could be your g- gift card. And then you can also save it and like add more money onto it. Yes. You know, like, like Doug and I have a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas gift card. So we just keep loading money onto that every time we go to Disney. But I was actually like, this is really cute. And I love that you can kind of hook it to something. It has a little keychain attachment. So you don't have to like keep it attached to the wristband. You can attach it to something else, but I kind of like the idea of it. Yeah. So this the yeah. concept of like that band isn't new. I know they've done this no. for mm-hmm. Flower and Garden, Food and Wine stuff, and people love it. The design, I think yeah. this Epcot design is the is the new part, right? Yeah. yeah um, exactly. Listen, I am aware that sometimes my mind is immature, but you can judge for yourself. I just I just am now seeing this. I, I see. Yes, I'm I seeing see this image mean. for the first time, and you can you be the judge, everyone. You tell me if that light bulb is oddly placed. Yeah, it's not the best placement of everything. Yes, um, and when you couple in his facial really, reaction when he looks at it, yeah, it's more so the paintbrush too. That is, both of them. Either way, yeah. they really need to relocate. Come the on, light bulb. Disney. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, this is a really great idea for you if you are trying not to spend too much money at a festival. Like, just put, I, you know, make up a dollar amount, put forty dollars on it, and say I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go through this, and whenever I get, I get, and then when I'm done, I'm done. It's a great way to yeah. control. It's like going to, into a casino with only like a, a fifty dollar bill. You can't spend more than that right. to gamble away your money. So something to think about. And uh, yeah, you just wear it on your wrist, and and they they scan it for you mm-hmm. and deduct as you go. Um, what what you got? Got I got just two small things. I'll stay in Epcot. So although not yet confirmed by Disney, according to WDWinfo.com, the people from the Diz, they are saying according to what they're, they consider their, quote, well-placed sources, they're expecting the Space 220 restaurant over near Mission Space to open on March 30th. So wow. that's just about two months away. Like that is super quick. Yeah. Like that, like, like that's home makeover edition <laughs> well they were supposed i mean they were originally supposed to open i mean like when they first announced it they said late 2018 and that 20 2018 late 2019 and then their yeah. chef left like their main uh head chef just oh. like peaced out he decided not to go up into space with them he stay- decided to stay on earth and uh and i guess that put a little bit of a, a damper on it but they say now this is according to them that it's opening in march so i know a lot of people people still ask me they'll send me a message if i know anything about it i don't know anything about it other yeah, than this well, now. 
you know, when people, when somebody like that leaves, you're like, oh man, what happened? Because that's a big deal. Like your head chef doesn't just up and leave no, because. Because he probably signed on just to, you know, they, it was part of the well, plan just to do that yeah, one thing. Maybe they started making a bunch of cuts for things and he's Could like, be. I'm not going to be serving food that's going to be like that. So yeah. then the question is, is the food going to be good? Like. Who knows? And it's not oh. Disney owned and operated. It is by the Patina right. group and they do a couple of other restaurants around town. Say um, their first rodeo. Yes. So I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, I think ultimately people are going to go there for the experience more so than, I mean, obviously I want the food to be good, but I think the number, for yeah. me, the number one draw is the spectacle specifically of going in like that fake launch Elevator. room thing yeah. where you go to the 220 miles into the sky above Epcot. Uh, the last thing I want to mention, and, and I think this had a small effect on our Instagram feeds over the past 24 to 48 hours, is that they added the fast pass option for smugglers run in Disney's Hollywood Studios Galaxy's Edge. So, this is for dates starting on the 19th of February. So, of course, you still have to be within your normal booking window if you have reservations, but you can do it now at 60 days out when your reservation yeah. comes up. Oh, and I, and I, like, just in my head was thinking, that's Smuggler's Run, not Rise of the Resistance. So, Rise right. of the Resistance still, still is boarding. Boarding okay. groups and only. In my head, I was thinking Rise of the Resistance, but I was like, oh, no, it's for the other one. It so, is. I get it. I get it's it. still for Smuggler's Run. They're still going to have the single rider option. And for those of you that might be listening near Disneyland, they're not doing the Fast Pass there. They're still just doing regular queue for Smuggler's. Yeah. Well, and, and Doug also mentioned yesterday that, I think it was Disney Tourist Blog, they were reporting that they moved the tiers. So they redid yes. the tiers. Yep. So Tower and... Rockin' are back down to tier two, I think. Yes. And so is so, Toy Story Mania. Yeah. So all of those have been moved around too. So you can get a top tier and a middle tier one in the same day. Yes. So if you like, you could do Slinky and Mania in the same day now. Because Slinky, yeah. I think Slinky, Dog Dash, and Smuggler's one of the only two that are number are top tier one. Which makes sense. Because then they're, I mean, because they're going to be adding that. Obviously, Rise is going to be up it's there. It's going to be eventually there. Yeah. Open up. And then eventually uh, Mickey, Mickey and Minnie's yeah, Runaway Railway. Yeah. So just a quick aside on that, I in the um, the frequently asked questions that we see, one of them, I guess this is, I'm allowed to share this information, right? They didn't specifically say I couldn't, but one okay. of the, so like this is like internal stuff, but one of yeah. them was um, how to respond if a guest asks about the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, if there's a, if they're going to be doing boarding groups or fast passes or just regular queue. Right. Do you know if they're going to be doing boarding groups or fast pass for Mickey and Minnie? Drum roll, please. Here's the answer. We'll have more information for you later as soon as we find out. Oh my we're, god. <laughs> we're happy we're excited for the opening of the attraction and we'll be and we're excited to share information as we approach the opening date for the attraction. Why would they not do the riding queue? It seems like it's worked so great, but I guess probably because it's costing them money because they're having to open the park so much earlier. Is it are they making money? I don't know. But anyway, I don't know the answer to that. They're um, having so, well, to pay all their employees for extra hours, and it's the same. Yeah, it's but the same you price. know they're making money in food. I mean, like the people that are. What do you think people are doing when they're waiting three hours between when they get there and when yeah. they uh, have to do their boarding pass? You know, they're spending money on food and drinks yeah. and merch. So I, I think I don't think they're hurting is basically what I'm getting at. Well, um, I mean, according to Disney, though, they probably are. Like, who knows? They're probably like they're not making enough to pay everybody. So uh, I am gonna I am gonna do a little bit of jokes. I think I want to say the jokes for the end. Um, okay. And we'll talk about the farts in a second, but let's uh, let's go back a little bit for some history with some old school Epcot music. All right. You want me to kick us off? I don't know, but I am I'm enjoying watching you dance to this. It's very. She's Beth is doing an interpretive dance. She's got her hands up in the sky as if she's about to pull items off the grocery shelf. Okay. If only I had a ribbon. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I'm going back to 1996. This is when the Walt Disney World Resort hosts the inaugural Indy 200 race in their new, at the time, state-of-the-art Walt Disney World Speedway, which I had forgotten all about the Speedway. I was yeah. like, I forgot that they had that. So I did a little digging and was like, let me get some specs on this. Um, uh, it opened in November. Sorry, it opened November 28th, 1995. So that's when it opened. So this was like, you know, it had been open for a little while. Yeah. And then it closed in August of 2015. So I think that's where they did the, um, was it Kyle Petty? The racing experience with Kyle Petty? Or? Tom Pe- not Tom Petty. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, Richard Petty. Richard Petty, oh, yeah. Gosh. I remember they had done that or whatever. Because I had always thought in my mind, you would like see a sign for parking yeah. of that. And I'm like, where does that take place? Because I completely forgot that they had the Speedway. But yeah. Yeah, and it closed to make room for more parking lot, basically. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you can't. My thing, too, is you have to appreciate Disney for like not just adding things everywhere. <clears throat> yes. So one of the things that I was like, oh, that's actually really cool is that um, the amount of land that Disney owns, the parks are only on a third of that land. Yes. Because they're all about conservation and they're all about like, like their goal is to not be building on most of their land to keep yes. it as. And when they do, they offset and they purchase other land and they keep it yeah. just for conservation purposes. That's why a lot of times they're de- they're like demolishing things and rebuilding them because they're not just going to like make a huge ginormous park. Yep. They want to. So you can't be mad at that. Can't be mad at that. Um, I'm going to go back to 1998 where a lot of people were mad. And then uh, as of this date, happy once again, because this <laughs> week in 1998, Walt Disney World's Cinderella Castle finally returned to its traditional look after being decorated like a cake for the park's 25th anniversary. Yay. And it's one of those things that I love to talk about because people were butt hurt about it. I think if you were to go back to the day that it debuted and, uh, oh, I actually have an audio clip. This uh, one person was interviewed and the question was, how do you feel? If you could sum up how you feel about the castle in one word or sound, what would it be? And this is how they responded. Oh, <laughs> God. I haven't used the Cody sound effect in a long time. Shout out to Cody at the... <laughs> yeah, and then people were like me, were like, wait, are you talking about Cinderella Castle being dressed up for the 25th anniversary? It's the best. They Love brought it. their own like confetti shooters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so great. So great. Loved it. All right. Let's talk about some farts. farts. So I went <laughs> looking at me wanting me to say it first. <laughs> well, because I'm the idiot, right? I feel like I'm always the one that's bringing Whatever. us down. So no. um, I went and no. I wore my fart shirt and I am proud of it. And I got a lot of um, attention. The goal is really? not to get attention from that shirt. But even on the way into the park, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, I posted it on our story earlier in the week because I was having people vote. And mm-hmm. I mentioned it on last week's podcast. The vote wound up that most people said yes to the farts shirt. It's just the Festival of the Arts, but I placed the F in a way where it looks like it says farts, if you want to do a quick glance. So um, <laughs> there were some people who just wanted to see me wear on my normal podcast shirt. Mm. They were wrong. That's no they were wrong. Farts <laughs> is more fun. Well, I mean, you have an opinion. It's fine. I just I wanted to, I wound up wearing the farts shirt. No big deal. Anyway. Um, I get it. People don't want me to embarrass myself. But on the way in with the security guard, you know, he's checking the bag. He looks at my shirt and he's like, I don't even <laughs> want to know what your shirt says, man. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, well, clearly you already saw it. Yes. I was like, what do you, I was like, sir, what are you talking about? It says Festival of the Arts. He was like, yeah, I guess you could say that. Have a good day. And he wasn't mad or anything. He was just like, oh, boy, these people, these people. So I could see um, as I'm like walking around, like I could see people reading my shirt and doing like they do a second, a second look. They're like, Oh, okay. And it was and it made my day. And I actually had some people reach out and want to know where I got it. And I got it from me because I made it. Right. Um, it just happens You're to like, be. You're like, me, I did it. Yes. I will 
one. Back when I was more focused on selling merchant stuff, that was one of the items that I had. And no one really wanted it. And now people want it because I guess they finally saw it. But anyway, um, there's a lot to do at the Festival of the Arts. Mm-hmm. And um, we wanted to make sure we talked about it because there really is like a lot of stuff. A so lot. we'll talk about what's currently happening. But the good thing to know is most of this stuff has been now recurring year to year. So if you're looking about thinking about planning a trip during this time next year, here's some things you could look forward to. It's pre- it's kind of a short festival. It's only yeah. about five or six weeks. Unlike food and wine where you could go for like a third of the year, a quarter of the year, and you're there at food and wine. And Flower and Garden is long, too. This is a much shorter festival. Yeah, there's just so much going on. I think that's probably why. Yeah. And, I mean, when you have people that are doing all these different things, it's like you can only get them to come for so long. Yes. You know, to do these. So some some things we're going to talk about. We'll talk about some of the music and performers, the artists and their exhibits. There's all kinds of workshops to look at. I mean, there's a lot. And not all of these are paid for. Um, There's some kids' activities. Activities if you're not a kid or a kid at heart. I don't know. Um, and we'll just do a quick overview of some of the food, some of the things I've tried at least. I don't want to just sit there and recommend things to you if I haven't tried them personally. So just a couple of things that I definitely recommend and some things that I've tried that I didn't really like that I mm-hmm. want to make sure. And these the ones that I've, I've highlighted are ones that have recurred year to year. Yeah. So let's start with some of the music and performers. Yeah. Do you want me to kick us off with yeah, music? Yeah, because the- we kind of talked about this a little bit last week. Yeah. So we won't go into like all the details of Disney on Broadway, the concert series, because we we talked more. But it's all at the American Garden Theater. Sorry. Yeah, right. America Gardens Theater mm-hmm. in the American Pavilion. Um, they have different Broadway stars that come in. They perform together. They have multiple performances a day. So it, they're normally at 530, 645 and 8 o'clock p.m. on the daily. Yes. Um, that's up until February 24th now. And um, you can get dining packages as well that go along with this. So you can get, I thought this was interesting. This was interesting with the dining packages. You know, normally it's like, come have dinner and then go to the show. Yep. But they have options where you can have breakfast, lunch, or dinner yep. uh, before attending the shows. You just will get the best seating for the shows. Yeah. And they do this for, for other festivals, for the Eat yeah. to the Beat and the Garden Rocks, for uh, Food and Wine and Flower and Garden. And, yeah. and in my experience, this... Mm-hmm particular series the broadway concert series isn't as attended as the other two so we don't necessarily need it unless you're going on a night when someone is a little more famous than someone else yeah i would say garden rocks is probably the most popular right yeah that's definitely the i think that's the most because they they just have a lot of of like old bands oldies yes so that's said Broadway, you this probably would be a big deal to you. I'm this just not a big. I love Broadway. I just don't know a ton about yeah. Broadway stuff. Well, here's the thing. So neither did I. And Nicole and I went once. Um, we just this was you know about a year ago because it was last year's uh, um, farts. And we were like, okay, like we we're just we we're walking by and we noticed there was a, a couple of seats left in the theater. I'm like let's just sit down. And it turns out that the guy um happened this is how nicole knows this guy so there was a show on tv called girls next door which was uh highlighting the life of hugh hefner's girls yes so josh strickland i guess was a bff of holly madison one of the characters fine right that's how that's how he entered my universe so to speak so um so that's another reason why we're like oh let's just go sit down and listen and i know we talked about this last week how he was tarzan in the original we saw him in the original mary poppins and we were blown away so they did at disney world yeah so they um, they go through their songs, and some of them I've never heard of before, but they're still Disney songs. Yeah. They're like Broadway interpretations or remixes, if you will. 
but it's still good live music and it's not like you're going to be doing a whole lot of other things meaning like just kind of sit back and relax and let people perform for you instead of you going to broadway they bring broadway to you and that's kind of a cool thing because it's free or included with your park admission there's four restaurants that are doing that so if you're like oh what are the restaurants it's the rose and crown Mm -hmm. uh, garden grill coral reef and then the beer garden restaurant yes so those are the four that are included in those dining packages if that's something you're interested in. It's like, well, it may if you're going to eat there anyway, then it may be worth it to do the dining package because you're going to get priority seating. Just something to look at. Yeah, and it's not normally a lot more. And if you have your annual, like if you're not on the dining plan um, and you do your annual pass or DVC discount or what else, usually they'll still apply the discount for you, even though you're doing the dining package thing. Um, in addition to the, those, uh, the Broadway concert series, they have the Art Defying Gravity. And what they call the spectacles of thrilling acts of strength, defying gravity and imagination. Um, of course, it's Disney World and like Disneyland loves this, but Disney World participates a little more here. They have some high school bands coming in to perform jazz and pop music. And when I was there the other day, um, and of course I was there and I ran into Dren, uh, Jen Drennan, shout out, because this is yeah. her. I think I we, saw y'all talking on the Instagram. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I was like, just hang out. By the way, that's so two weeks ago, whatever that was, a week ago, was the day that I found out there's a playground at the end of the Mission Space attraction. Did not know that. Was news to me. But anyway, um, on the way uh, to to go find them, I saw the Epcot living statues. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you've seen any of these because I don't remember. Maybe I've seen them, but I don't remember. Yeah, well, I mean, in years past, they've been out in front of the fountain, which is just a demolition area now. So this time they were out closer to Mission Space. There's like a little... um, I don't even know what to call that. It's like as you as you would approach the old Universe of Energy Pavilion, just past, yeah, um, which is what is now Mouse Gear and Electric Umbrella. So that little area out over there. Um, they have a couple of these um, of the statues at Disney Springs sometimes. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same people or the same statues, but it's the same concept. But because the line for the annual pass holder magnets was so long, they had to keep yeah. a block of it open because people weren't able to see the statues so like you saw there was cast members there like cutting off the line and then keeping a space open where the statues were and then the line would continue not just like on the other side like totally covered by the line basically yeah but and and people love it because you know it's just it's a cool it's a cool thing to see and they're just they're just they're performing doing their thing and they're probably very grateful that it's not 95 degrees out because could you imagine just standing there trying to stay still and not let the sweat ruin your facial paint it's a sweat drop dripping down your face oh my gosh yeah, so then they, they just talk about they have a lot of visual art per, in performance, too. Like, you can watch uh, artists paint, like, right before your eyes. I did see a little bit of that in some videos yesterday yep. where they have people at their booths, booths for, which <laughs> I'm sad because I love the way that you say booths. Booths. <laughs> booths. Um, so, you, so they'll have, like, paintings hanging up for sale, but they're literally also painting them right before you. So that's yeah. kind of cool to see them doing it, which is, like... Kudos to them because that's that's a quick turnaround time and you're not like in your studio where it's like quiet and whatever. You have a lot of distractions going on around you. So, yeah, there is something cool about them actually performing the art like and showing off their artistic ability in in front of you. Because when you see something hanging up, you're like, oh, that must have been cool. But when you see it done in front of you, it becomes a little more impressive. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, this Um, is. They also have other performers like I did see somebody had posted a video. There was uh, I want to say Doug was like, I think he used to be in Animal Kingdom. He plays the harp. Okay. He like uh-huh. plays the harp and the drum and sings at the same time. He was going for it. So I was yeah. there the other day with Andre from At Thrills of Magic, who I mentioned before, and I played a clip of his vlog with me in it. Um, and he pointed out how the guy on the harp was just going for it. Yeah. Like he, yeah. it was. I'm like, the coordination of that dude. I couldn't do it. <laughs> um, 
In addition to, to those performers, of course, they have the artists themselves and their exhibits. So sometimes you'll see them, the people that are actually, they're not doing the art, but they're there to sign for you or you can actually meet them. Um, and as you walk around World Showcase, they have they have obviously their art exhibits. They also have some jewelry making, photography, some paper sculpting, t-shirt screen printing. I mean, they in years you past, they've had like a tie-dye kit. Um, and we'll get into to these de- into details about these things specifically, but they also offered uh, they're also offering the ability to paint 2D cells and 3D paper crafting. It's some really interesting stuff. Um, yeah. So I mean, well actually let's talk about that now. So there's Animation Academy. Um, there's Artful Photo Ops, which we can talk about. There's Festival Market, so that's the opportunity obviously to to go around and purchase from each booth. And they also have merchandise. They do a, I think we're going to talk a bit more about these, but there's figments brush with the master's Mm -hmm. scavenger hunt. So they have that going on the expression section, which is the paint by numbers mural. Yes. Um, And they have other interactive experiences, workshops and stuff. So that's kind of what we're going to break down a little bit. But um, one of the things that I thought was kind of cool was, you know, they have characters around the, the um, world showcase. Mm -hmm. So, Basically, they want you to go to these different countries and look for their nearby portrait. So that's kind of a little scavenger hunt in itself. So yeah. it's like go get your picture taken with a character and then look for their portrait that they've had done. Yes. Um, so the ones that you can find are Mexico, uh, which is Donald Duck, which I know is Nicole's favorite. Uh-huh. Um, so Mexico Pavilion, you can find Donald Duck. At the China Pavilion, you can find Mulan. Um, the Germany Pavilion is where you can find Snow White. And the France Pavilion, you can find Aurora and Belle. And then the United Kingdom pavilion is where you can find the white rabbit. Yeah. So the, the characters are there and the next to them on an easel is a, is a self portrait they've done in it. And like, yeah, I mean, we know they didn't really paint it, right? But like, it's cool. Yeah. It's a cool storyline and it's, and it's something interesting to look at. Cause like, it's always just a nice, a, a neat little piece of artwork that's next yeah. to them. Um, that isn't normally there. So you can get a picture with them and you can take a little picture of their piece of art. Um, mm-hmm. let's talk about some of these workshops. So we're yeah. going to, we're going to wind up coming back to some of the ones you mentioned in the highlights. Um, and some of these cost a little bit of money. So I want to recognize that and put that out there first. You, you might want to, you might be digging into your wallet a little bit to, to experience some of these things, but they're cool. And they're really only offered, um, during this festival. The yeah. first one is the infinite wisdom technical workshop. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot to process. Yeah. Um, they say it gives the the guests a quote unique opportunity to create original artwork and walk away with an enhanced skill set and a new understanding of various techniques. Um, these are, these occur on Saturdays and Sundays in the World Showplace Pavilion, which if you're not sure where that is, it's just between Canada and UK. That like there's like a Joffrey's coffee stand right there, and these usually yeah. the big like big barn doors are closed, but they open up, but you can go back in there. Yeah. And those so, are different skills like sketching. Yep paper crafting like it's a bunch of different things but it's more like it's not about a specific thing yeah so i mean well let's let's talk about the things they offer so this is what everything we're about to say is 45 dollars per guest plus tax one of them is an ink and paint animation uh, presented by a disney animation ink and paint artist so they help you go through the process of creating a 2d cell animation so you know how successful and popular the cell animation is and what that's like part of the magic of old school Disney animation. So you get to learn like something that Walt probably had his hands yeah. in way back in the day. And right now, and, and again, these are, you know, this is this year's, but I'm sure they're going to bring this back next year. And it looks like each time you get to paint a different character. So the characters this year are the ones you might expect. Some of the Fab Five and more Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Pluto, Goofy, and then Mickey again mm-hmm. um, at the end of it. 
They also have a 3D paper crafting. This is done by a 3D paper crafting guy named Dave Avanzino. That's a great name. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change my name to Avanzino. Um, here you create a 3D paper artwork. So you get to cut, fold, add spacers and things to create some 3D art. Uh, right now, this is just on one day on Sunday. So something to something to look forward to if, if, that's, if this sounds like it might be your thing. Look out mm-hmm. for next year. Yeah. They also have gesture drawing basics. So this is storytelling, dra- storytelling drawings. Um, and these are presented by Todd Bright. He is um, an old Disney former, sorry, former Disney animator. Old. How dare sorry, you? <laughs> whose credits include The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Mulan, Tarzan, Lilo and Stitch, and Brother Bear. So you can kind of get an idea of what he's animated. Mm-hmm. Um and it just basically says that you'll create your own sketch to take home. Um, just kind of talks about how this is like a foundational practice for animators. So, and storyboard artists do this too. And directors, single draw, single uh, drawing can tell a story type thing. So, uh, there's two of those happening: Sunday, January 26th, and Sunday, February 16th. I just so those- think about this: like, if you have any inclination, or if you're just kind of curious about what it's like to see their process, you want to see it firsthand. You don't yeah. want to watch a the Imagineering story and see a quick clip of it, you can go to this, paint it with them. Yeah. And this is someone who worked on some popular and famous Disney animated movies. Yeah. Well, and I feel like, I mean, there's plenty of kids out there too that they're like, that's what I want to do for a living. So it's like, as a parent, like get your kids in on this because if they have any kind of talent and this is what they want to do for a living, it's like, go like, these are, I mean, I feel like really cool things that they can do. Just experience it. See how you feel about it. Yeah. Um, in addition to the drawing basics, there's an animation 101 class where they go through flipbook fundamentals done by the same guy who you know from Hunchback, Mulan, Tarzan, Lilo, and Stitch. Um, it's just the, the principles of what it's like to create flipbook animation. Like old school, like you could doodle a stick figure. The most I could do is probably doodle a stick figure and have him wave, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, and those are the dates are Sunday, February 2nd for that, and Sunday, February 23rd for that. Okay. So if you want to, so it doesn't say how long these workshops are. I'm assuming they're all different. Probably so they just like an hour ish. If I had to take a guess. Yeah. Or yeah. One or two hours maybe. But, um, the other one they're doing is doodling with Viz. Ooh. So presented by Greg Viz Vistainer, owner of Viz Art Inc. And Wonderground Artists, which I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Yeah. Um, this is doodling to the next level. He says, learn, uh, watch and draw your own doodle with hidden pictures and words to create a Viz Art Inc. masterpiece. Interesting. So yeah, I'm like, I don't really know exactly what that looks like. Um, but if you're a doodler and you like to do that, um, yeah. I loved, I doodled like drawings on everything when I was younger. Um, and that one's Sunday coming up Sunday, February 9th. Yep. So again, those are all $45 per person plus tax. Um, which I mean, that, I feel like for the experience you're getting, that's really not that bad. No. And you do for most of them, if not, I'll walk away with something too. Yeah. If yeah. you're terrible at it, you're walking away with a piece of crap, but <laughs> you do walk away with something. Something physically in your hands. Just want to meet someone. It's costing you fifty bucks. <laughs> yes, um, there are some activities specifically set aside for kids, and and then after that, we'll talk about some for older kids or kids yeah. but plus adults. Um, there is the figments brush with masters scavenger hunt. So something else to just enhance, add a layer to your park experience. And you mentioned yes. the expression section, the mural. Well, so hold on. okay, go back with to the, the figments brush thing. So there's basically um, like little painting things. I think all over the world showcase. Yep. And so you'll go around and it's kind of like, let's find out where, where it is in this pavilion. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like on a random wall or something. You'll see like a little painting. Yeah. Of 
And so that's kind of how you do a little scavenger hunt. I don't think there's a like a prize at yeah, the end or fun. anything. It's just something fun to do with kids. It's like finding kids. the Remy's during the food and wine and finding yeah, I mean, the whatever it is during flower. Like a hidden Mickey thing. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, but yeah. Um, Sorry, so you mentioned ahead. the paint by number mural. This is a cool thing. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. You so just have to wait on a little bit of a line. But where are you going? You're on vacation. Wait on the line. Yeah. So they give you a little like condiment cup of paint and a little paintbrush. And you get three squares. And they give you a number. It's, it's, it's associated with the color that you have. And at the end of Wait, it. The last one I saw, it looked like it was about to be done. So I was curious. Once they're done, do they just put a new one up? Um, I know that it's large i don't know if the entire thing is done or if they just have a section done but i know that at the end the goal is at the end of the festival they have this big giant mural so maybe they're doing it in pieces i don't know okay so maybe they'll like put a different piece up and then okay, could be that yeah makes sense. um and it's again something for free and it's really easy to get your kids to do it because there's again no additional cost here it's a it's not even if there is a line just it's not that bad how long does it take for everyone to, to color in yeah. three three it looks squares cool as it's coming together because as you're walking by it throughout the day you're like oh look at it now yeah, Ooh, look at it, it now, just so. builds and then they also have kids chalk art. So you'll see that obviously some professionals have done some art on the ground with chalk, but they do also allow you for free to have your kids just play with, basically play with chalk on the concrete in Future World West. Every day they offer it between 10 and 4. So not very early, not very late, basically in the middle part of the day. If you want them to just kind of go wild and get their energy out with some chalk, let them do it on Disney's concrete instead of your own. Yeah, and check out the actual artist chalk things because they are incredible. The 3D one, the frozen yes. one. Did you see that? I didn't see it yet, but I just in the in years past I've they seen. Just in the video, I saw it and was like, "Holy moly, <laughs> it is wild looking! It's ginormous!" And you stand back, and it legitimately looks like it's like standing 3D. up in front of you. It's all on the. I don't the know. Ground. I don't understand. I'm like, I don't understand this magic. <laughs> yes, because last year when Nicole and I took a photo of a scene from Ratatouille where it looks like you're holding a, a plate full of pancakes. And I remember posting about it because it, it even tells you where to stand on the ground. So when you take your picture, it looks like you're doing the thing that the photo is making you look like you're doing. Right. So it's something to look forward wild. to. It's crazy. I'm like, I don't understand how that wizardry works. But anyways, wizardry. it looks really cool. Definitely go check it. Well, and then my thought process was, but oh gosh, what if it rains? Do they put like... I think like it's a, like it's shellacked or something. I don't oh, know. Okay, they've got okay. some type of coating on it. If it's raining, like all this is going to get washed away. <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm worried about. Anyways, yes. moving on. Um, moving on for some have, older kids yeah, stuff. Older kids activities. This is one of my favorite things is the artful photo ops. So mm -hmm. they have around the around like the World Showcase, um, or I guess the park in general, but they have masterpiece like paintings, like backdrops done. And then you it's like a diorama almost. You yeah, get to step into it. Yeah. So they are all around the World Showcase. And these are the ones that they like pray homage. Pray. I said pray. These are the <laughs> ones that they... Play, hop, play? Pay, is pay that homage. Why can't I think this morning? <laughs> and these are the artists that they pay homage to, um, like these pictures so that you kind of fill in. So it's the, what is it, Frida Kahlo? Frida Kahlo. It? It's basically Frida just Kahlo. giving you a unibrow in this thing. Yeah, yeah. Just one huge unibrow and you mm -hmm. fill it in. The, uh, the Mona Lisa by Leonardo da Vinci. The Who? Scream. I've never heard of the uh, Mona Lisa. <laughs> the Scream by Edvard Munch. Mm -hmm. um, Washington Crossing the Delaware. I think they did that one last year. Yeah. Manuel, I don't even know how you say that name. Something. Yes. Um, Luncheon of the Boating Party by Renoir. Renoir. And then the Peter Pan Storybook. So, yes. and if you like seen any of these on Instagram, some of the poses are hilarious. So, that is one thing that I'm like, I want all of us to do these when we're there in a couple weeks. Yeah. Can't great wait. photo op. Again, doesn't cost anything. You just get to go around, get your get your kids to, to pose in it. Cause it's, I mean, some of these obviously are, are some real famous 
art oh, yeah. pieces. So like it, they're almost like larger than life. So you get to be a part of it and have and say that again. <laughs> I'm just botching the names. <laughs> well, I mean, some of these names I, I can't yeah. pronounce the artists, but um, and you get to walk away with something because, you know, you're going to take a picture, whether it's with PhotoPass or otherwise. Um, you have something to walk away from the festival, something that's different. You don't get in regular Epcot or or, or any of the other festivals. Um, sure. So obviously it's a festival, so there's food, going to be some food. Let's food talk about the food <laughs> because hashtag food motivated. So um, this week when I went, I wound up getting the same dish that I got last year. It's presented differently, but it's the oh. same kind of thing. So did you like that? I did it. It's delicious, and I absolutely would get it again. I don't know when I'm going back to Epcot, but the next time I go, I think I think I would get it again. This is over at Pop Eats. So if you're walking down the corridor, if you will, from Future World to get into World Showcase, it's Pretty much the first one on the left. The first of the food booths. 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 Mm-hmm. It's a booth. So booths. Um, it is the sous vide chicken roulade. Mm. It's served with apples and sage with a... So if you saw the picture that I posted on my on the Instagram at the Disney Greg, you can see this. It's got like a bunch... It looks like just a bunch of paint thrown. Um, that's what it's supposed to look like underneath the chicken. So what you're looking at there is a warm brie fondue. The rest of it is blueberry and beet gel. Which might sound a little advanced, but I do not have an advanced palate, and it is delicious. It's really good, and the chicken is just like chicken that was rolled up and cooked. And on top yeah. are some beet crumbles, and beet isn't normally my thing; it's not my jam. Yeah. Um, but it's delicious, and this particular dish happens to be gluten free. Gluten free, and it is—it's uh, really very good. And what was my question to you? I don't know what. My question was how many bites. <laughs> yeah, what did you mean by that? Like. Can you eat it in three bites and it's oh, like ten dollars? No. That's like that's like where Doug and I's argument comes in because he's like, it's ten dollars and it's three bites. Like, it is six dollars so, seventy five cents. Okay. And it was a couple. It was like maybe ten or eleven bites. It's okay, more so than what bad. it looks like because it's it's chicken that's rolled, so it's not a hollow like roll of chicken. There's quite a bit of chicken in yeah. there. Yeah. All right. So let me just kind of give you an overview. So there are food studios for mm-hmm. the festival. So they have different food studios come in for dis- different festivals. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, they have regular, you know, studios that are there all the time. Um, but the main ones for this one is Let Them Eat Art. Mm-hmm. So they obviously have like very artsy looking things. Yes. Um, they have the deconstructed dish. So that's basically they'll take something and then they'll kind of serve it up in different little pieces yes. to make it look like deconstructed, it looks, but it looks cool. same flavor profile. Yep. Um, they have cuisine classic. So that's just more of your, I guess, like kind of meat and potatoes type, like type food. You got to put a little, put a little jazz in there. It's yeah. uh, cuisine classique. Classique, sorry. Classic. I'm like, <laughs> I'm from the South. So, cuisine classic. Cuisine classic. <laughs> um, the other one is the artist's table. So that's different from let them eat art. This mm-hmm. is the artist's table. So a little different. As Greg mentioned, that's pop eats. Um, is another one. Then they have decad- decadent delights. So that's, um, to get which I'll let, treats. You, yeah, I'll let you talk about more of these like actual things in these booths. But I just wanted to get an overview. Yeah. Decadent delights. Uh, then there's the masterpiece kitchen. And then obviously they just have like their other kind of regular locations, but those are like the highlights. Yeah, I haven't. So I really haven't experienced a lot of these things, but over at the cuisine classique, which mm-hmm. is near Germany, I want to say, and I cannot pronounce this. It's the Saint Honoré tart. I don't know. It's a tart. It's Honoré? I don't know. Honoré. It is a caramel cream tart with chalk, uh, caramel glaze topped with cream puffs. And it is delicious. It would make sense that it's by Germany, actually, because of the caramel. So yeah. um, it's really very good. And it's long. And this is definitely more than three bites. 
okay. it was really good. And in addition to the cream, the caramel cream bar, if you will, you also get a few cream puffs on top. And I really liked it. Would recommend yeah. um, if you don't like caramel, maybe this is not for you, but I like it and it was good. Um, yeah. Really, the only thing that I can remember that I've tried from these booths, which is kind of a shame because what's my excuse? I live here. I need to get back <laughs> on these things. Yeah, I need um, to know what exactly I need to buy that's going to be worth it. <laughs> over at the Decadent Delights, I had the chocolate, peanut butter, and pretzel crunch because those are all three things that I love, but I didn't love the dish. Um, Although I didn't consume it, when we went to the Pop Eats thing, I got the chicken, but Andre got the shrimp, the... Uh, uh, that's, it comes in like this little tiny glass with little teeny tiny shrimp. And he said he liked it. He said it wasn't anything like super special, but he liked it. My mom loves the deconstructed Reuben sandwich. I know she's gotten that a bunch of times yeah. over at the deconstructed dish. And the cheesecake there looks delicious. Um, the last <laughs> thing I'll mention here that is worth the highlight food related is the wonderful walk of colorful cuisine. Mm. Both a mouthful to say and then to also participate in. It is an, uh, an opportunity for you to purchase any five menu items from the Wonderful Walk of Colorful Cuisine locations. You get to collect a stamp, and then you get to bring your festival passport with you, including the stamps you get along the way. You bring it yeah. to Decadent Delights, one of the booths, booths, the studios, uh, for the festival for a colorful culinary prize offered exclusively at the festival. This is more of an adult scavenger hunt. Yes. With food items and the uh, festival of passports they usually give those out like a, it's like pr- right when you're walking through the um i don't it's not the gate i don't think i want to say as soon as you get into the world showcase there's like always people handing them out yes. so you yeah, look you for those. they it. have like stamps and stickers in them sometimes it's just fun for kids because it's like hey here's like a whatever but it kind of has all this information listed in there like all the food and stuff so be looking for those yeah i'm glad we talked about this because honestly when you hear festival of the arts or farts i just think okay they just highlight arts and stuff but there's yeah. like there's like a lot of stuff to do yeah. and some of it might not normally be on your radar because maybe you're just interested in going on rides and doing getting quick bite to eat and moving on and you don't necessarily focus on the scavenger hunts or maybe the paid experiences or the photo booths and stuff but just try it out i think you'll have a good time if you actually go through and do these things Normally, Doug and I are like, let's get our rides done and then we'll go. But I think there's going to be some, like plenty of other things that I would like to see. So, yeah. I mean, we can just be like, hey, let's go get some pictures done. Um, we're not just going to be rushing through because it's just like another typical day in Epcot. It, there is a lot of things going on that I think will be fun to see. Yeah. Um, I promised earlier in the episode that we do some jokes. Are you ready? Listen, I figured, you know what? It's been some time since we've done some corny Disney jokes. We, we got to yuck it up a little bit. Just, right. light, just yeah. Light, yeah. lighten the mood. Yes. What you got? Okay. Uh, what did Daisy Duck say when she bought lipstick? I don't know. Put it on my bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Where did you find these, by the way? Uh, none of your business. Next one. Okay. Why is Cinderella no good at football? Because she lost her shoe. Her coach was a real pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep going. All right. Um, what did Snow White say when she was waiting for her photos? I don't know. Someday my prince will come. <laughs> Guys, you're loving it. I know you're loving it. You're hating me, and I love every second of it. Oh, here's this is perfect for the festival we were just talking about, kind of. Is there a fart joke in there? <laughs> well, what does Woody say when he has bad gas? Oh, I don't know. Darn tootin'. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the last I think the one. Are the best part of this. <laughs> the last one I'll leave you with. Uh, I guess we'll do we'll do this one. Okay. Um, why did Woody give Bullseye some cough syrup? Because he had a sore throat. Because he was a little horse. He's a little horse. And those were your monthly, let's say monthly Disney jokes. Monthly, ooh. Monthly. Um jokes. Love it. <laughs> next week we'll we'll do part two of our uh dark ride. Classic, classic dark ride. Dark what, what was it? Our deep dive classic dark rides. Uh so we covered four attractions in Magic Kingdom. We have three left, and we'll do one at Animal Kingdom next week. Mm-hmm. And got some good feedback about that episode. Um I think people like it when we nerd out a little bit. Uh, yeah. So we'll be nerding out again next we'll be week. Nerd out all the time. So. Yes. Um, I'll be. I'm sure be- sometime between this episode and the next, one of us, me, will be at the park. So feel free to to follow along on Instagram at that park life podcast, as well as my personal account at the Disney Greg. And I am at Lost Princess Printing. Um, of course, if you like what you heard today, feel free to head out to iTunes, leave us a review there. If you ever want to comment on something we've said, give us a topic idea, you can do that uh, via email. I don't know if I mentioned our email. It's really easy to remember. It's greg at thatparklifepodcast.com. Easy enough, right? Of course, you can always DM us on Instagram. And sure. uh, if you want to support what we're doing, you can head over to Patreon and get some exclusive access to photos and stuff. And we give you like that close friends feature on the That Park Life podcast Instagram account for some behind the scenes stuff. All right. Well, that's it from us. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Yes. And if you can, remember, go out and enjoy the farts. That's right. I want to put that on a bumper sticker. Enjoy the farts. Enjoy the farts. May the farts be with you. While they <laughs> make you fart. <laughs> May the farts be with you. How is that? How is that not already one? All right, bye everyone.